Let me put you full screen so I can see. There we go. Exactly. That's better. Mm -hmm. My poor eyes. You're in perfect vision. That's okay. Yeah. You're blessed <laughs> in other areas. You've got great vocal talent, and that's all that matters. That's very kind. That's the kindest I'll ever be. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, no genders, guys, gals, and non-binary powers, this is Driving You Home, the radio show, podcast, YouTube extravaganza, where we delve into everything within the queer sphere that you need to hear. As always, I'm Wayne Carter, cabaret burlesque comedian, radio presenter, and all-round drag shambles. And today, live in the virtual studio, shock gasp art, it's intergalactic vegetable from, let's say, the future, it's Carrot. Hey, Carrot, how are you? Hello, I'm great. That was such a good intro. Well done. I mean, I'm breathless now, so could you speak for the next 20 minutes? That would be lovely. <laughs> Literally like, huh, huh, huh. Uh, how, how are you, babe? How's life? How, how are we going in this um, global pandemic? How is your world treating you? Yeah, well, it started off bad, but now it's better. It's one of those things. The lockdown happened and... I was going to quit performing forever and go and like work in the RSPCA or something and just save dogs. And then I realized that I can't do that and I can't do anything but perform. So, um, wait, are you genuinely as... serious? Were you going to like, like move away from performing and then like lockdown happened? You're like, I might as well keep no, going. The... No, the opposite. Lockdown happened and I was like, fuck going to perform again so i'm going to move away from performing and that's when i started like looking at the office jobs looking at like working in the nhs like rspca like right everything. okay whereas I, I went on every avenue and then realized i can't do this i have no I skills <laughs> I mean, I, I I relate strongly to all of those emotions. Um, so uh, you are a, I'm going to say cabaret performer. How do you, when you, when you say, when you say artist or performing artist, um, do you identify as a drag performer, a cabaret performer, a vocal, like a singer? Like, how yeah. do you, how do you, how does Carrot identify? I think um, it's like I'm probably going to say many times in this podcast that uh, there are not binaries. And, wait, um, wait, gosh. I don't fall into one specific thing. I find a lot of the time mm -hmm. I'm more fluid. I kind of roll between. Sometimes I feel I have more cabaret acts and styles, um, and sometimes it's more drag and that sort of thing yeah. so i think it's more of carrot is more fluid but i i do call myself non-binary drag vegetable so yeah. that's drag um but i'd say i'm a cabaret performer yeah like uh, I don't know. It, no i i feel a strong connection to that because like um i started my journey in terms of performing is i started as a shakespearean actor in australia and then i went from that to like stand-up comedy to burlesque to drag to cabaret to like so i think there's like an That's overarching fun. like oh don't even get me started it's a full <laughs> journey but like 
um, there's like an overarching umbrella term, and I think that overarching for us anyway is cabaret. And then underneath cabaret, you can have live vocalist, drag performer, burlesque performer. Like there are different avenues that yeah. you could go down and just go like, I'm a cabaret performer. This is what you're going to get. But exactly. If I was to invest in you as a human and go to one of your events, or maybe one of the three Uber drivers that are currently listening are like, oh my God, Linda, we need to get down to see Carrot. What would they be seeing at a Carrot event? A Carrot event? Well, that really depends. If I'm on a lineup, then you will see a few numbers. Great. Me singing. Uh, probably. I almost always sing um, because it's one of the only things I feel I can do relatively well. Um, and probably something a bit silly and ridiculous. And what the only thing that is guaranteed is that you will walk away going, what the did I just watch? <laughs> I mean, that is that is the tea. I think, I think that's why we're friends, though. Um, <laughs> because, like, <laughs> that's essentially my vibe is, like, did I did, did I just see that? Did I just watch that? Um, so you okay? First question I should probably ask is: You named yourself Carrot, or like your drag persona or your performer persona is Carrot? Um, I assume I have an idea of where the name sort of came from, but is there? Well, please explain. How did you come across Carrot? Um, okay. I guess um, it started because I did a course in the art of drag at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern. I, with um, uh, that's Michael, Mike, that's with Michael Twaits, yeah. Michael Twaits, yes. Yeah. The Queen Michael Twaits. Phenomenal. Michael Twaits. And you're in. Uh, oh, wait, what? What is the drag collective you're a part of now? United Shapes of Drag. Right. Okay. Yeah, so, so while you were doing while you were doing the art of drag with Michael Twaits, you um, became a part of a collective called the United Shapes of Drag, and that's how Carrot evolved. Continue with your story. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So it was during that course. Right. We were sat. Uh, I, I think I was sat with my boyfriend, and we were like writing out ideas for names. Mm -hmm. There was one point where I was like, because I when I was starting out in drag, I thought that it was still that you kind of had to be a man dressed as a woman. Right. Like when, when you, when you started, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was still very, had no idea about what drag was really. Yeah. And um, so I was trying to fit into that mold for a very long time um, without really realizing that it doesn't fit for me. Right. Um, so initially my first name, I think, was Princess Slayer. Um, and things like that. Mm -hmm. There was horrible, very face palmy names. If, I, if I would, Slayer sorry, that was a. No shade, no shade Princess Slayer. <laughs> I would, I would never face palm that kind of a moment. I, I don't, I don't. Um, yeah, I hate then, people. I hate people with names that are puns. It's terrible. <laughs> anyway, uh, but then we we kind of realised that wasn't me. We mm -hmm. decided it. Well. I say we, me and my multiple personalities decided that it was time to think of something a bit more silly because I knew I always wanted to be myself on the stage or mm -hmm. a version of myself. So I, I kind of started to write out silly things like household objects. And then the idea came that it could kind of be more non-binary and that's what objects kind of reflect. I think 
my boyfriend and I were listing things you find in the kitchen when brainstorming. Mm-hmm. And um, at the top of the list was uh, spatula. Nice. That was one of them. I was nearly called spatula. I mean, I would be... I think I'm more spatula than you are. Let's be real. I, I like the name spatula. I yeah. still really like it. I think it's great because um, it's such a satisfying word to say, spatula. Mm. Um, but uh, we settled on carrot in the end because it fit my vibe. I always knew I wanted to continue to be a redhead. Um, it's something that I'd been bullied for a lot as a kid, so it's cool to reclaim it. Continue to be a redhead. I love that. Yeah, like... continue to be it. You know, not like I, it's got to the point now, though, where my hair is starting to turn like a sort of light brown. So I'm having to like this is a little secret for the little listeners of driving you homo. I am dyeing my hair ginger. <laughs> what a shot! Plot twist. Oh, I can't. I just. I feel. I feel lied to. I feel cheated. I feel. How dare! I did not come to a carrot event to hear that you're not a ginger. Oh, uh, now I I feel I feel kind of a, a a weird similarity with you there because I was born a blonde. So like I had um, for the first sort of eight years of my life, I had very like blonde hair, and then mm-hmm. it slowly when I became like eight, nine, ten around those ages, it just sort of got darker and darker. And then now it's like a very prominent brown. Really? And oh, I just went, yeah. I went like, how is like some children with lighter hair, it just darkens over the years. And you're like, yeah. okay. So boring. My, <laughs> I'm like, give me that bright ginger hair I had as a yeah. kid. I loved it. It was gorgeous. I mean, in the moment you probably hated it because you said you got bullied. Um, I liked it, just other people didn't. <laughs> I mean, I, do, I, I don't understand. I mean, everyone gets bullied for something nowadays, well, in history, in my life anyway. I can just remember everyone got bullied for stuff, and I'm just like, why? It's so it's so tiring. It's, I know. It's so tiring. They just... at least bullied me for being queer or something, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You're walking around, flouncing around. I, see, yeah. I always, I, I, I got bullied quite a lot. I don't know about you in terms of your sort of like childhood journey in terms of like bullying and stuff. But I got bullied quite severely um, for multiple things. And, um, but I always took them as like a badge of honor. And so that's why I'm kind of in my adult life now, I'm quite negative to people, but like I do it as an endearing thing. So mm-hmm. I would I would get bullied for my queerness, my body size, my inflections, my, um, social economic background like i would get bullied for name it i was bullied for it you know yeah and but then i would just be like oh yes i'm poor oh yes i'm fat or yes i'm queer like i would i would just take it and just go like yeah i've got a mirror i'm living my life you're saying things that are very accurate Uh so i'm just gonna take them and just go like okay like and now it's so like what you're saying is like you got bullied as a child for being ginger and now you have reclaimed reclaimed it, reclaimed it exactly. to be like your thing um which is a it's your brand mm. um, it's, yeah, it's one of those things it took me a, a couple of years and yeah. it was in my first couple of years of secondary school i was really badly bullied for the ginger hair and everything and then i i moved schools because of it because yeah. of how bad it got um 
but when I went into the new school, I had a whole new attitude. Mm. And so when a couple of years later, I started to show signs of queerness, mm -hmm. people started to pick up on it and bully or tease me. By that point, I was ready for yeah. it. Because I'd I've already dealt with this like a couple of years ago, so it's something you pick up, isn't it? It's a sad thing yeah. that you have to go through in order to be tough enough to deal with it in your mm -hmm. life. I think. I think anyone who maybe identifies as a uh, outside of the mainstream, and that can mean a lot of different things. Um, you learn to get a thicker skin, and you learn to go like you are not coming for me this is who i am this is my identity this is like where i'm at in my life like you think you've got like any power of me you have no power this is this is me um cut yeah. cut, cut to the greatest showman cut to the greatest showman that was magical. Thank you so much for that. I love, uh, I love that in the journey. Um, so you, <laughs> you charge for that. Just saying. Well, I mean, I've got two pound fifty. Um, I can get, <laughs> I can get a delivery sent to your house if you want. Um, okay. I mean, I don't have any money for the payment of the delivery, so it will be asking for money on arrival. But I can order it for you. That's something. okay. I'll bear that in mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just put that as a as a potential um so you are so i'm looking at the screen and i see your name carrot and then you have brackets they them what's going on there audible gasp i don't understand i am one of the regular unwashed people who don't understand pronouns or like the non-binary journey can you explain to the 17 uber drivers that are now listening into driving you homo Ooh, what I know. I mean, they heard that you were on the show, babe, and they 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 flocked upwards of three people. Told people, and they just they they moved in their in their in their threes in their upwards of threes. So, so, so you're non-binary. What does that mean for you as a human? Like that mm -hmm. journey going from that self-realization to go, actually, this is who I am. Like, uh -huh. what? Because it must be very crazy, I guess. Yeah, so I guess it start it it has happened because of carrot, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because when I'm carrot, I like they them pronouns only. Mm -hmm. um, not a fan of he or she when I'm as carrot because it just doesn't fit. But in my life, I'm more of a he mm -hmm. they. Um, so it's a. It's a, but it's a journey I've gone on, and I guess it, you ask why I include it in the. Oh no no I, I know I know why I please. I know I know. People people ask why I include it in the name. Um, it's because it's to make it the norm. I think normalize. Yeah. Yeah, I want I, and not just to normalize putting pronouns in your bio so that everyone does it, but also to show outwardly that i am an ally of trans people i think that that's a really important thing for like cis people to do mm -hmm. even if they think they're so obviously a he or a she yeah. and they're the most person in the whole world yeah. if you put he, him in your bios and a trans person sees that they're like oh my god there's a well i certainly feel that way as a queer yeah. person i'm like oh my that's an ally yeah yes and i it's, think it's just, 
it's become a way of showing that you're an ally like in the way that a rainbow flag emoji used to be yeah i think it's really great no i fully i fully relate to that and i think the most important when i think of like what you've included in terms of your like display name with the they them pronoun um in your like instagram or twitter or facebook bios um just having that as a simple like my name is this these are my pronouns it's i think it's very very like it's the least you can do and a lot of people are like most i I don't want to say most people but i think the difference between okay the difference between gay and queer so i think a lot of queer folk do this Mm. very well gay folk maybe maybe not so much and they need to pick it up but like queer people in general um and that can mean whatever you want it to mean it's individualistic but um i think queer folk generally speaking do put their um pronouns in their bios and stuff like that yeah to show allyship yeah to show allyship and i think a lot of uh celebrities are starting to realize this and pick it up and go like actually this is kind of important yeah Um, and so it it is a beautiful thing and it you you picked up on like uh being in when you're in your drag form or like when you've got a full face on you are they because you are carrot um i feel a similar journey when i am in my drag persona because i i don't know even though i present kind of feminine not really so like i'm i guess i'm a drag queen but then also like i don't know if i fully identify as she so when people say she i don't feel completely uncomfortable like i'm not like oh don't call me she because i'm fine with it but like yeah there is that moment i'm like if i can if i put myself next to let's say brooklyn heights yeah or if i put myself next to um uh let's say famous person from the uk who's really good the vivian she won season one of drag race uk so if yeah. they put me next to the vivian and they go oh she is amazing i go okay yeah vivian's amazing she is great and then they put me next to me and then they say oh yeah she's great too i'm like can you see the diff like can you yeah. see the, can you see the like there is a clear visible difference between the two of us and i'm fine with you calling me she but also i think i fall somewhere else in in the 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 drag hierarchy of gender yeah. and, and drag spectrums and ugh. it's interesting it is you know? it is full like, on it's it it's not like it's something you have to really teach your brain to understand i think which is that it's not um the way other people are going to perceive that thing it's how you feel mm-hmm. it's not about how you look it's about how you feel that's the yeah. thing so if you feel like you want people to call you she it doesn't matter what you look like yeah or how you do your drag face or whatever it's yeah you people yeah. should call you she and you should tell people to call you she it doesn't matter yeah. so it's kind of one of those things i think and if you're if you're brooklyn heights and you're the feminist drag queen in the whole world and you look gorgeous but you feel like you're a they yeah then you need to fine be too. You they. it's all about validation it's all about like yeah. um recognizing and appreciating and just going like yeah that's who i am and if you like this is what i want you to say and just i think I think there are some people within our community, the queer community, and um, that I think not even just queer community, but just in general that because we're in like a snowflake generation, and I think some people can get very 
passionate about a belief system and i'm guilty of this as well where um uh there is a situation or a topic that happens and you go oh i have a militant standpoint about this belief system or this topic or this issue and i think i think sometimes we need to take a step back and go why are we being so passionate about this yeah. and some people so like when i came out as as gay or queer um and then my family not really understanding it and like being a little bit unsure of the next step um going like me being aggressive at them or me being angry at them for not understanding the journey is actually a little bit silly because maybe they don't they've never met a gay person before they've never met a queer person before so they no, don't know they don't know that journey they don't know that story they haven't been educated and it, so but then also it's the question is like you know should we be educating folk and it's about yeah. i think i think patience i think i think i've learned over my years um is that um through all the adversity i've had is to have an abundance of patience with people and recognizing that sometimes sometimes people will say and do things that maybe aren't great i think it's when it's a repetitive thing i think yeah. so like if you say i identify as they in drag and then i then said i use the incorrect pronouns consistently through the interview then i would be like okay like i have told you my pronouns and you're actively repeating the wrong pronouns multiple times you decided not to use them yeah like then that's where we have a conversation and then we can get a little bit snippy but like yeah um, i think yeah i think i think uh I, I don't know where i was going with this journey but i think patience <laughs> <laughs> i think patience yeah. It's, you're right patience and i think that in terms of just wanted to add in terms of like non-binary and trans people and yeah. gender non-conforming people like ourselves mm -hmm. um it's just about working out what is the most authentic version of yourself yeah and making sure that you and, and that you live that authentic version of yourself yeah in spite of what others may perceive you as yeah and also i think because we, we i say quite often journey I, I i think that's a new catchphrase that i have or something because i say oh i'm going on a journey or i'm doing this, this is such a journey uh, my face looks like a yeah. journey it's because it very much is a journey like there are um sometimes so like my drag is a prime example is that first i was a dude in a dress and i was a dude in a dress and a wig and then i was a dude in a dress and a wig with makeup and now i'm a drag performer that but i've been performing for multiple years that's my my drag identity but like let's talk about our personal sort of gender identity or sexual identity or just life in general is that like how you act now is different to how you act acted five years ago is how you True. different you will act in five years so you might go yeah. i am this this version of myself now this is how i want to identify but then in two years time it might be completely different and that's fine mm -hmm. yeah great yeah i'm glad we had totally. that conversation <laughs> yeah it's great no it feels good it feels good to talk about it i think so I'm glad I'm glad we I'm glad we spoke our uh, spoke our feelings and owned our truth. Yes, I knew I normally have to pay for this therapy service, but 
Oh, I'm getting my. it for free. Oh my god! Oh, emo- <laughs> emotional investment. Oh. Um, so <laughs> you uh, you have created, curated, and started a cabaret event, cabaret show. Um, it's spelt E N B Y, and I believe it's pronounced N B. Um, what is this show about? Or why did you create it? The NB show. It is, uh, so NB is the phonetic, obviously, of the letters N and B, um, which stands for non-binary. Um, in, in queer linguistics, if you want to get really specific about it, um, you can't use the letters N and B when talking about a non-binary person because uh, that's used in anti-racism to mean non-black. Okay. So Didn't um, know that, that's okay. why that's why the term NB was invented, E N B Y, because that specifically then refers to non-binary people. I think people just wanted a shorter way of saying non-binary because it's so it feels so long and clunky, mm-hmm. non-binary. But I like NB. I think it's a fun word. But I think it's, it's camp. I love camp. it. Yeah, and and I like how it looks when it's written. Uh, so that's why I decided to use that. I wanted to create as we were coming out of lockdown, I was seeing a lot of shows happening with a lot of lineups with a lot of faces that look exactly the same in terms of the same skin color in white and the same lace front wig and the same bloody eye makeup. I wanted to create a show that platforms almost entirely purely alternative uh, cabaret and drag performers yeah it needs to be anyone who identifies with the term nb and that's anywhere on that spectrum so um because at the end of the day th- there are a couple of things out there that exist like the non-binary cabaret i was a bit inspired by them and what they do there yeah and um, of bar whatever and the whatever world and all the stuff that they do is incredible yeah and um, but I just feel like then there's always room for more. There needs to be more stuff like that. You can never have too much. And I also wanted to create it in a way that made it appealing to mainstream audiences. And um, so it's not, it is a safe space for queer non-binary trans people to go, but it's mm-hmm. not just that. It's also a space to platform non-binary queer and trans people at the, I want to say the trans agenda. <laughs> <laughs> because I can't think for want of a better phrase. Yeah. Platform and talk about the trans non-binary agenda um, to people who might not normally come across it. I, I, I think that's I, I think that's important and that's one of the reasons why um driving you I I created Driving You Homo is to give a platform for um I am in a position of privilege in multiple areas of my life. Um but mm-hmm. I recognize that sometimes there are people within our community that don't have our, don't have their voices heard or um maybe there are topics or situations or conversations that need to be had that maybe i'm not an expert on or maybe um that i think oh this person is a little bit smarter about this i'm gonna get them on and talk about that but then also it's it's not just education for me, but like it's for because driving you home, as well you know. <laughs> oh my god, it's on multiple radio stations in the UK. It's 
it's broadcast on podcast and on YouTube as well. So it's easily accessible for mainstream media and mainstream audiences that don't maybe have trans folk in their life or non-binary folk in their life or um, queer folk in general in their life to go like, oh, okay, I'm not part of this community, but I am an ally. I'm going to listen in or I'm going to go to the NB show and maybe get educated while also having a little bit of fun times. Is that? Yeah. 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 yeah while also being incredibly entertained. And I mean, that's the team. Beauty. Uh, I mean, that is... 50% accurate currently, <laughs> currently. Uh, so, uh, so you started NB to give representation. And I think, like you said, I think, um, uh, there is room at the top for everyone. And there are, there are, there are people within our community, let's say the drag community specifically, um, that because this happens in many communities, obviously, but, um, in the drag community, there are still people within our industry they go like oh no this is my spot like this is my place like i yeah. i have i've made it and i made it by working that hard graft and i am here and haha no one else can take the the spot of this position that i have managed to achieve and then i think no linda calm down give it a second because actually while you're what you're doing is great but also this person over here is equally as talented and deserving the same amount of love and respect. So like, calm down, yeah. give it a second. Like, you know, use your privilege, get, give a hand down and give someone a leg up. Yeah. Who's not got there yet. Yeah. And that, that's what I try and that's what I try and do in my life. Um, uh, and I hope that it like, cause I think like the, the, what's the word pay it forward. The, like, if you do these, kind things for people then in turn those those kind things will come back to you so Definitely. i think i think um and that is some, that's my current journey is because i'm such a negative person generally i'm trying to outwardly be kinder and nicer and then hopefully those nice things will come back to me and then life will be great again mm. yeah positivity out there and it will come back to you yeah this yeah. is the thing is if you'd have told me even like five months ago that I was going to create a show yeah. at the arts club that is going to sell out and it's going to have a cast that includes not only some of my favorite artists, but some of the best artists on the scene. I would have not believed you, but it's one of those things where it's like, you can put it out there and just see, try. And if it doesn't work, you haven't lost anything. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I never had any of that, so I was fine. No, exactly. I lost that a very long time ago. Anyone who's decided to go into performing as a career has lost their pride. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's one of those things. You just have to stick with it. Speaking of sticking with itness, uh, mm -hmm. I, like yourself, from on a drag journey. I recently saw you um, going on a, a brow tutorial with our drag friend Flick, uh, Flick the Queen. Um, and I have a question for you because all drag is valid, yes. And Flick and I have a conversation about lashes. And recently I've been working on my makeup and I've not been applying lashes onto my face. Now, 
we have mentioned you on the show before and we've mentioned how you have latches but they are uh, they are connected not to your face but to a piece of eyewear and my question is glasses and drag what's this <laughs> what this <laughs> um let me tell you about that yes well it's kind of like when i was starting out in drag anyway mm. i always wanted to create something that this is gonna sound really lazy and bad but like <laughs> i always wanted to just be as comfortable as possible i mean fine in order to like perform well yeah i wanted to be as comfortable and authentically me as i possibly could be yeah and i'm not a fan of contact lenses i hate wearing contact lenses and i'm without my glasses i'm blind i can't see a foot in front of me right so i decided to try and think of a way to work the glasses into my everyday look there are a lot of performers out there who wear glasses with their like most most of their looks like Ginny Lemon for example mm-hmm. um, is one that comes to mind I cannot think of any others but they're, they exist um, and I thought I'm going to take a bit of inspiration from that but you know I want to make it unique do it my own way so I kind of actually worked the whole face around the glasses yeah because I knew that I w- did not want to wear contact lenses yeah and, I, and like you said, it's like, I don't think it's a lazy thing. I think it's where you're at in your journey right now. And you're going like, I want to be comfortable. I want to be the best version of myself as it stands today. And if that means that I want to wear glasses and that's how I want to show the world my, my beauty, then great. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's Anyone a... who does... Yeah. Fuck this is my style. Yeah, exactly very much that uh so you mm, drag cabaret glasses non-binary performer question there is a human in the world who is on their own maybe journey or maybe not on their own journey i'm gonna say the name Harry Styles, and mm. I have seen recently because they were on the were they on the cover of was it oh, I want to say Vogue is that right Am I yeah wrong? that's what the most recent thing is yeah so what's do, do you know what's going on with Harry Styles because I I know little bits and pieces and I I I sort of weigh up and down I go like oh that's yeah. fine but <laughs> also that's not fine so like as a non-binary person seeing Harry Styles wearing clothing that may be typically female when he presents as male um what's your what's your take on harry styles as a human in the world currently (laughs) (laughs) okay well let's talk about it in terms of um from one perspective where it's like yes harry styles wearing a dress um and no makeup, bust, whatever. Um, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's deconstructing masculinity as we know it. Yeah, it's presenting alternative expressions of gender. Great. Um, but then, 
for that to be lauded as like for then for Harry Styles to be lauded as like a icon of gender nonconformity, we have a problem there because the reality is an actual non-binary performer who's not, if, how can I say this? I'm just trying to think like in terms of non-binary people, mm -hmm. I've not seen a non-binary person have that same amount of publicity yeah. for living their life in that way. So like, you know, a non-binary person might wear a dress like that and go to the shops and be spat on and abused for it. Yeah. Um, but Harry Styles has the privilege as a cis person to not have to deal with that in their life. Um, but the problem comes from um, us just sort of accepting that as like, oh, so cool and cute, but yet we can't accept a black trans woman or a, you know, a black non-binary person. Yeah. It's, it's the fact that we need to recognize and acknowledge that he has a lot of privilege yeah. um, as a very conventionally attractive white cis presenting man. Mm -hmm. um, he has a lot of privilege and wearing a dress does not change that. I think uh, it, the, the situation that he's come across, like with the whole, um, the privilege and the representation and the, um, I guess the diversity that he's showing the mainstream world. Um, I think the similarity between his rise in terms of this um, and Caitlyn Jenner when they came out as trans and they went on their very, very prominent journey, um, it, she, she would then became the face of trans identity for many years. And then there were people out there who had been fighting that fight for trans representation for years prior um, and were just living their authentic self. But then someone comes along and has more... So I'm just thinking, like, so like Monroe Bergdorf, for example, or, um, uh, or what's, what's her name from um, Orange is the New Black? Oh, I forgot. Oh, uh, Laverne Cox. Laverne Cox. So like Laverne Cox, so both of those, Monroe Bergdorf and Laverne Cox, staunch trans activists and amazing humans. And they had been, they'd been fighting that fight for years. Then comes along Caitlyn Jenner because she's on the Kardashians and she's very prominent very popular and then sort of takes the limelight i guess and goes like this yeah, is what yeah. it means to be trans and so i i see some duality i see some like i see what you mean yeah like, yeah definitely um, there's something there in terms of like maybe if i was a young non-binary kid um and harry styles in a dress was what i saw i would feel a bit validated yeah um it's it's a, it's a tricky one because but, i because also we don't know how um harry styles identifies as well like he hasn't really come out in any either direction i don't think and going like i'm non-binary or i'm um yeah maybe behind closed doors because when when you become as famous as harry styles is there are moments where you have to hide a part of your identity or your part of your social life from the mainstream society sometimes because 
like while he has dated women exclusively um in the media i know of past experiences not with harry styles but like i've i know with people in history that they have outwardly gone yes i'm dating this woman cut to my name's elton john look at me now like there are moments where in history history has shown us that queer folk have had to even though they present outwardly as queer or maybe they don't um have had to hide part of their queerness because they know that it will affect their their business their career yeah, yeah. well i can see that but at the same time i think in terms of harry styles mm. um no <laughs> no yeah no i think that he may he may well be hiding um his queerness in in certain ways yeah uh, but i think actually as a person as a public figure yeah and as a person with a lot of privilege and a large following that yeah. he will not lose and yeah. uh, a huge amount of respect within fashion and music and mm -hmm. um, actually i think he has a responsibility that to talk about it i if think he's going to present himself as a non-binary person he has a responsibility to be uh or not even present himself as a non-binary person mm -hmm. if he's gonna wear a dress and be all gender fluid and make a statement Great. he has a responsibility to make sure that he's talking about the actual rights of non-binary people and trans people okay. not just tokenistically yeah where it rests for attention similar situation connected to this plastic tiara H hear me out we're going on this journey plastic tiara has recently created an only fans account she's amazing she's beautiful she's talented she just has all the love and respect in the world her her only fans account is her in drag looking very sensual like in her drag looking very beautiful but it's ve it's very softcore porn it's great mm. she that's how she wants to do it that's how she wants to um uh, present to the world fantastic but as as we're recording this she has it it comes off as a little bit of like trans baiting and that kind of situation where um there could be men out there that think she is trans or think that she is, maybe is a woman, how that that's how she's presenting to the world. And um, she's taking uh, opportunities away, maybe, from uh, uh, trans people to have, ha or uh, women or trans people to have that sort of spotlight. And I don't think she's doing it within with malice, because like, she's just doing her drag. Um, and I think there is a moment at a point where like we were talking about earlier about having your pronouns in your bio i think if for example and maybe she's changed it since i last looked but if on her only fans account she went uh, in the bio it was like um uh, was a uh, plastic tiara drag performer you know sex goddess or whatever as long as she has like i'm a drag queen not i am trans or i am a woman because it it, yeah. it sort of smacks of like she's hiding it's all the like the illusion like i'm trying yeah, to like yeah, yeah. It, it is but i don't think i that's how it currently seems from like but i don't think she's doing it with malice and i think the same goes for harry styles is i think they 
or he is wanting to be his authentic self, wear whatever he wants to wear, but he hasn't discussed the non-binary journey. He hasn't discussed what it means to be gender fluid. He hasn't openly talked about trans rights or trans uh, inclusion within mainstream society. Um, and like you say, there are people out there like Plastic Tiara, like um, Harry Styles that do have a platform and have mm. a fan base and they need to recognize that they are in a position of privilege and to go, I'm not going to bait people. I'm not going to like take away. Does that make sense? From it does, yeah. I think that in terms of Harry Styles, I don't think he has a say in what he wears. I think that there's probably a whole team there that's going, I mean, you're going to do this now, you're going to do that. Obviously, he could say no if he didn't like it. Mm -hmm. So he obviously likes it. But I think that he just doesn't care. So maybe it's more that Harry Styles' PR team have a responsibility to but they to won't, spotlight though. trans and non-binary people. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like we say, they won't. Um, there's positives and negatives. There's not a. It's not a binary of yeah. he's he's a bad person for doing it. His mm. PR team are bad people for doing it. But like, um, and there's definitely bonuses there. And he does look great, and it's really cool. Yeah. Um, and it's fashion, great. We love that. But um, there's definitely just some things that we need to be wary of when supporting him in what he's doing there yeah my hope is that my hope is that if people outwardly like you said the positives my hope is that if someone who identifies as non-binary or it just not even people who identify as non-binary or um are wanting to go on that journey themselves is i think just having someone who maybe is cis maybe is straight white man being in a dress to joe who works in the mines you know like to have someone who is not a part of that world to see that and go like oh like at first go oh this is weird but then going actually okay it's harry styles yeah know. if harry styles can do it then it's kind of more acceptable yeah yeah so ho yeah. hopefully that sort of seeps into the the culture and the sort of the mainstream society so um yeah i see what you mean i agree with that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's a good positive, I think. Definitely. Yeah. Um, because, like, I have recently become starting to become comfortable about traveling in drag. So, like, I don't have money for Ubers and things like this. So no, I, I get, I, so I get the bus, um, and I may potentially have a residency coming up after lockdown, um, and I will have to take the bus to get there. It's going to be great. I'm going to love it, but it's going to take a, a bus to get there, and I have done some shows at that venue a few times now, and I've had to take the bus there every time in drag. And I've people have gone, oh, I can't believe you're doing that. Like, be safe, be well, and like, be like, look after yourself. And every time I've just gone, it's been fine for me. Like, yeah. I've not had, but then that's my experience, though. I've been very lucky. But then the fact that we have to have that in our mind when we're traveling. Yeah like problem. knowing that that could potentially there could be a hate crime that might happen is something that is frustrating within the queer community and that happens to people that aren't performers like who outwardly present as non-binary or yeah. trans or queer yeah. and the, like my friend 
it was his birthday the other day and he was celebrating his birthday. He was walking down the street with his partner and they got verbally assaulted while walking down the street. Like it's, yeah. it's like a daily occurrence for us. Um, but it's, uh, I think most of the people in my life, thankfully have used those knockbacks and made themselves stronger because of it. But um, it's not always the easiest thing to do. And I think to, to reach out and ask for help if you need it, um, definitely do that. Yeah, I travel in drag um, now, but it isn't something I used to do. Yeah, I would arrive at the venue four hours before the show to get ready like, uh, uh. for my five minute slot. Do you know what I mean? It seems ridiculous now. It's like, no, just get ready at home and get on the tube. Yeah, I, it, but, you know, it's a journey, like we've said earlier. People do stare, especially at me, <laughs> and can't see why. But I have to be like, I, I have to remind myself that this is not a normal thing for people to see. Mm. And it's okay for people to stare. That's fine. Yeah. And I, I actually often have to remind myself that even at drag shows, um, sometimes, like, I'll find, if especially if I'm on a lineup where it's all other very conventional drag performers, which has happened a few times, mm -hmm. people might look at me and be a bit like, oh, and like... Um, laugh point and laugh or you know whatever else and you have to just like you know yeah i actually i'm okay with that because what i'm doing here is not normal and if people are pointing and laughing and being like oh it, it's making people uncomfortable that's a good thing because that's what i'm trying to do that's yeah. this shaking things up at least at least i'm interesting at least people are noticing <laughs> you will remember you will remember yeah. me yeah yeah that's the exactly thing um so oh, yeah final thing just before no go you saying that has reminded me imagine a world or imagine a life which is a life that a lot of people live mm. where you can walk down the street and people don't stare at you how boring must that be yeah is Not that a quote from somewhere ever. that sounds like a quote i've heard someone say something like if everybody looked the same that kind of a moment um, i don't know i don't know i just think it i don't know it's something i'm i've seen people say similar stuff online yeah. but i something i really agree with like oh my god if people didn't stare at me i'd be so upset my favorite thing about living in london so i'm based in london central london <laughs> get me in my no money mm. uh, <laughs> so um i something i love about living in london in outside of a global pandemic um is that you can be transported like walking down the street, you can be transported to multiple decades. Like I could walk past someone who looks like they're from the 1980s. I can walk past someone two minutes later and they look like they're from the 1950s. And then you walk past someone else and they're like a, a punk goth and then someone who is a drag performer. And you're like, where am I? What time period have I stepped into? Like, I love people watching as something that I live for is like going to a large busy space outside of a global pandemic uh, and just like watching people and going like you've decided to wake up this morning and put on those clothes like that put on that makeup or put on that piece of clothing and you've left the, the house looking like that why did you do that in my head i go like why 
how did you get to that yeah. journey and it's, it's yeah, so much it's that. so much fun to do um in not in like a creepy way not like a i'm watching you, but like you're right yeah like i'm watching you <laughs> i'm right here <laughs> that was that was so romantic thank you for that that is that's what i wanted on driving you homo i wanted the ending of the show to be like mildly sensual slash asmr that's what i wanted <laughs> and kind of threatening <laughs> yeah like i'm coming for you i'm coming for all of your children uh... <laughs> um so uh is there anything carrot that is coming up in is there like a what are we doing in the future what's coming up in the next months when's this coming out soon soon so before december before december so christmas cool okay so um on the 2nd of december camp fingers crossed we have uh the mb show holiday special yes which is happening at colors hoxton <gasps> and it has all the lineup from uh the previous MB show that was cancelled in November, plus two extras who I'd already booked for that show. So, <laughs> so it's a lineup of six people. So I want to sell out that room so that everyone can get a really good paycheck and uh, so that I don't lose money. <laughs> and, and also because the lineup is fire. Yeah. I've got Creola, I've got Adam All, I've got Eda Pussy Rex, Jimmy Lavender, Reese's Pieces, Cyro and me um and it's gonna be great so that's on the 2nd of december i i google every day to make sure that the um curfew will have ended by then uh not curfew the lockdown lockdown will have ended by then uh it ends as it stands the lockdown ends at 1201 a.m on the 2nd of december so the morning so that means that that show can happen. Fingers crossed. After that, I'm doing a um, a show at the Karaoke Hole. The K- okay, the K-Hole, beautiful. The K-Hole, uh-huh. Um, and the show is called Carrot's Christmas Roast. And uh, it's featuring some fabulous performers who are the ingredients of the ideal qu- queer Christmas roast um, hosted by everyone's favorite vegetable, me. Um, and at the moment, I have Crystal Luber performing. I have Bo Jangles. And um, I'm working on some others. Um, and that's going to be a really fun show. So I'd love if anyone could come to that on the 10th of December. Beautiful. And then the final thing is uh, the United Shapes of Drag Christmas special. Yeah. Naughty and nice, it's called. Um, and that's happening at the Two Brewers in the glittery room out the back, um, which is such a cool space. Like, I just want to say, the yeah. Two Brewers are kind of trying to transform their image a little bit so they can welcome more queer and alternative drag. Um, and they have such a cool space. It's wheelchair accessible. They have accessible toilets, gender neutral. The um sound and the lights and the room and the setup is so good so do go and see what the two brewers are doing at the moment because they're really cool um, but two brewers in clapham 
uh, we have the United Shapes of Drag, Naughty and Nice Christmas Special featuring special guests. And that is on the 17th of December. So that's all my things. Wonderful. I can't wait to uh, invest in you as a human in the physical world, barring a global pandemic. Uh, of <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, no genders, that was Driving You Homo, the radio show podcast, YouTube extravaganza, where we delve into everything within the queer sphere that you need to hear. As always, I'm Wayne Carter. You can follow me at One Wayne Carter. You can follow Driving You Homo at Driving You Homo. You can follow our guest at Carrot Drag. If you like us, please like, favourite, rate and subscribe. You're all beautiful. Stay beautiful. I love you. Bye. Bye.